Hi, Rising Tribe. Welcome to the Free Riders Dungeon, a blog and podcast that delves into the world of writing and entertainment. I'm your host, Greg Diggs, and here you'll find a variety of segments and stories that explore the craft of writing, other forms of media, and everything in between. Join us as we journey through the realm of words and imagination and discover the magic of storytelling. Whether you're an aspiring creator, a fan of literature, or simply love a good tale, the Free Riders Dungeon is the place for you. So get comfortable, and don't forget to subscribe. What's up, tribe? So I decided to go ahead and do part two now, just because you guys have been really eating up part one of uh, just the GameStop iceberg. And I'm going to do my best to just keep it, you know, kind of short and concise with this episode not to get uh, to carried away with it because honestly I have stories for days and um, outside of that I just want to make sure that I'm giving you guys the appropriate information um, so that way whenever you go upon your shopping ventures uh, you know exactly what to expect you know and you really don't get bamboozled um, just because I've seen it happen to a lot of different people you know so I believe where we last left off we're still on the store side um, talking about the different metrics and everything that they have to uphold in order to maintain uh, their hours and everything, right? So, of course, uh, like I've previously stated before, um, hopefully you guys are familiar um, with the, the information that's being discussed. If you're not, I would suggest that you go back to the previous episode and, uh, you know, listen to that one before you continue on with this one is, you know, I would reiterate some of that information, but it was a very lengthy episode. So I rather just kind of blow through it, you know, now that we've got all of the, um, the necessities out of the way as far as the jargon. Right. So, uh, I guess just to re- kind of recap just a little bit. So some of the metrics, they include some of the warranties for games, some of the warranties for systems, reservations um some of the other ones that i didn't list were like uh what was called web in store or uh, buy online pick up in store uh certain things like that so basically it's kind of uh incentive or basically the stores incentivizing people to you know either buy online so they could pick up at the store or get it shipped to their home through doordash whatever the situation may be although if you do the doordash option i will say it right now i don't mean to sound like that guy but you're an idiot don't do that just pick it up i don't care what the circumstances are just pick it up and i'm saying that from both working on the store side and customer services side doordash would do nothing for you if your package is just missing you know and i just want to kind of just delve into that just a little bit here uh, just because i've seen a lot of people get screwed over by this and you need to think of it on a perspective of even just food right so there are times yes to where if a dasher messes up they deliver to the wrong address or for whatever reason they took a picture of your stuff being at your door and it's not in front of you know your uh your, your you know your patio or whatever then usually they do one of two things and that's you know uh, they'll say they're investigating it and then they'll either reimburse you for you know usually through credits right for what you paid for that particular item 
or they'll just like resend out the order, right? But there are some times where you just completely SOL or shit out of luck, right? And um, I've seen a lot of instances, I'll even bring up some to where like, for instance, it could be something as small as like a video game or a pop that was supposed to be delivered and it just never arrived. You know, the Dasher stole it. You know, we escalated to DoorDash. They say they're taking care of it. But all in all, usually, I mean, at absolute worst, that person probably won't be able to dash anymore. But that's about it. You're not really going to get your money back. I've had people continuously call about that. So I've seen it in small, uh, small stuff from like pops and video games to something as large as like a Nintendo Switch. Like, I specifically remember someone calling in the customer service and they were saying that they ordered, uh, like, it was like the Switch OLED or whatever to be shipped to their home. And not even through, like, um, you know, online services, they did it from the store. Like, DoorDash was supposed to go pick up their Switch and drop it off. And of course, that shit never even hit the door, right? So she was like, you know, what can we do? Yada, yada, yada. And I looked at the call notes and I already saw that it had already been escalated to DoorDash, already been escalated to GameStop. And, you know, before we even, I guess, I guess to give you a little bit of an insider before we get into the customer service side, if something's been escalated to GameStop and they've already said that they're not refunding you, it doesn't matter what DoorDash says, you know, as far as like, oh, you know, talk to the, the vendor, yada, yada, because GameStop's just going to keep saying, talk to other people. You know, talk to your financial institution, talk to Sony, talk to, you know, this person, that person. They're not going to refund you first. They want you to go through the appropriate channels and then maybe we'll look into it. But by the time that you even get back to calling us like, hey, I've called Sony. They said they can't do anything about the PSN card. I was wondering what could we do at that point? Honestly, that's what we tell you. You know, you're pretty much shit out of luck. There's nothing I can do for you. Like, I apologize. Is there anything else that I can help you out with today? You know, and it's messed up. But I'll, I'll get into that a little bit more whenever we delve into the customer service side because that side was just, wow. <laughs> God, Jesus. But um, as far as the store side, honestly, like, from my personal experience, like, the culture and everything was cool, um, you know, initially. But once I started running a store and everything, or even once I started learning like the different metrics and everything what really bogs down that experience is the fact that every single customer matters uh the ones that reject you are the ones that are hurting your store those are the ones that are making you lose hours so of course like that's why you get so pissed off when you keep rejecting you know and and it's nothing against you of course yeah you came in here to buy a game you don't want to put five bucks down for a random game that you never heard of or you know what i mean or or get a warranty for a game now, knowing that you've had games for the past 10 years and you take care of them. You know what I mean? And you know nothing's going to happen with it. But, um, you know, it's a lot to ask that. It really is. And in, in most situations, they are out to actually help you, depending on the circumstances. Like if you're a parent or if you have, you know, animals or anything, then yes, I would recommend the warranties. You know, if it's a new console or anything like that, yes, I would recommend the warranties. If you're a rage gamer, you know, all all these different situations, you know, but it really depends on the customer. And that's something that GameStop doesn't understand is customer climate and just, you know, knowing the the customer base themselves. They kind of treat everyone as they're the same. So basically, like, for instance, I was in this kind of a plaza 
but I was honestly kind of hidden. Like, most people didn't even know a GameStop was over there because near us, we had, like, a Walmart, a Best Buy. Like, there was hella stuff all around. And then if you just look in this teeny tiny corner between a glasses store and, like, a Subway, then, yeah, there's GameStop. (laughs) Like, you know? Uh, But I would have the exact same goals as like a mall store that has consistent traffic that is up front like with their storefront you know like they're right there there is no looking through you know past the glasses store to see hey is that a GameStop they're right there you know so of course they're going to get the traffic of course even if they get a lot of rejection they're going to have a lot of customers so the people that do say yes are the ones that really matter you know so of course they outperform a store like me so GameStop doesn't see it like, okay, this, this, you know, location, you know, it say it's like lower market as far as like the customer climbing and stuff, you know what I mean? And over here is kind of upscale, you know, they're expecting both stores to perform the same no matter what. And that's unrealistic, you know, like in my first store before, you know, it closed down and I had to help dismantle everything. And I want to tell you guys about that, too, because honestly, it's the greatest thing ever. Well, not for the workers, but like for everyone else. Yeah, I mean, it's somewhat for the workers. But um, for my first store, you know, it wound up closing down. It was around the time that, um, you know, they were closing over 300 stores. There were two locations on one street, so I kind of had a feeling that one of us had to go. You know, it wasn't too far, you know, from one to another. And even though we were literally like the number one store in our district, it was because our foot traffic was low that they decided to close it. They're like, your foot traffic is low and the lease is too high, you know, in order to renew this. And it was low because at the time it was a completely different store, not the one with the glasses and everything, but it was even more secluded, you know? So the the customers that we did have come in there, they were like our regulars. They weren't just random people that were just like, oh shit, this is, you know, there's a GameStop over here. This, um, you know, particular location one, it was down the street from my home, which is why I started working there. And it, you know, it was kind of near like um, a lot of different housing areas and developments, right? So, you know, the people that usually came there were the people that knew about that store, the people that actually liked us you know and most of those people we already got to be pro most of them you know they already know what reservations they want so we don't even have to ask the questions we just have to have you know the the answers ready like oh you know is this one available for pre-order yes it is this is how much you have to put down yada yada and so on and so forth you know and um you would think that a store that stayed, and it wasn't just number one in the district one good time that we were knocked off the board. We were number one for months, dude. Like, no one could top us. No one. And it was just because we were good to our customers, you know what I mean? And we also stuck to the company policy. Because I feel like, you know, especially if you take it into your your own business considerations, just as an independent business owner, um, if you create a company policy that's just as airtight as possible and you're really really sticking to it you know to a t 
then it could back you up in any given situation. You know, no matter how mad a customer gets, the company policy is there to back you up. You know, so I don't care what you're threatening. No, I'm going to take your job. You really can't because this company policy is backing me up. You know? And there were a lot of situations where I ran into stuff like that too, man. Like, I, I would say one of the <laughs> the worst situations at a store, this is a quick tangent, uh, was basically when a customer, <laughs> he not only threatened my life, but he <laughs> he, he was wild, man. I laughed because it was funny. And I even laughed in that situation. I'm horrible whenever it comes to to very tense and awkward situations because sometimes all I can help and do is just laugh or crack jokes. I like on some Spider-Man shit. Like, it's just something that I do when I'm nervous. I just crack hella jokes. <laughs> like, just because I need to make myself laugh. Like, you know, screw this feeling. I need to get out of that. You know? And, uh, what do you call it? This guy, you know, he winds up coming in and he was uh, selling us his Xbox. Now, at the time, uh, especially during the height of COVID, and you know, by the time that some of that stuff was kind of alleviated, we could actually take physical trades again. And like I said, guys, before physical trades were our money's at. So eventually, that was incentivized or incentivized whenever you know the stores are open again. You know, get those trades up. So. You know, this guy comes in and he's like, oh, um, you know, I have this Xbox, yada, yada, yada. I look at the components he has. I notice that he's missing the HDMI and the AC adapter, right? And I, I need those. Like everything that initially came in the box whenever you got it, like whatever a person will need to operate the system, you know, even for me to test it. But I need everything. I don't care if it came with it or not. Like if you're selling it, yeah, it's, it's got to come with it all. Like, you're selling it, dude. So, you know, this guy didn't have the components, so I gave him the quote. I let him know what it was uh, working, you know, the working price. I let him know the defective price in case it wasn't working. And I told him the components that he was missing, you know, why exactly I would need them. And if he could come back later on that day, we could secure it for either one of those prices. You know, it just had to be that day because the prices are subject to change daily. So, you know, it could be $140 today, $90 tomorrow. It really depends on what the system dictates, right? So, this guy was understanding at first. He was actually really cool about it. And he was like, you know, no worries, man. I'll go and I'll get the stuff really quick. You know, he said, I live kind of far, but it's all right. And I was like, you know, I apologize about that, but I promise you, if you, you know, you do this, I'll be able to help you out. And he was like, okay, cool, cool, cool. And he leaves, right? I told him everything that he would need before he left. He leaves. Left so long, honestly, I forgot about it. <laughs> like, I, I genuinely just forgot, you know, the guy came through. It was a long day. I had a lot of customers. And there's a lot of things to get done. So eventually, excuse me, eventually everything just turns into a big blur, you know, so this guy, he comes back later and he's got the AC adapter, but he doesn't have the HDMI. And as soon as I see that, I'm like, damn it, what the hell, man? Like, I told you, like, I told you, you know, and of course he brings it back. He's like, oh, I got everything, man. I was like, I, I apologize, sir, but no, 
you actually don't, <laughs> you know, you're missing this this one extra thing that I told you that I needed out of the two things that <laughs> were missing the first time. You know, I didn't say it like that, but essentially I got it off kind of like that. Just a very, very nice way, right? So he was like, oh, well, you know, this is bullshit because I bought the system from GameStop. It didn't even come with the HDMI. And I was like, okay, so in the event that that happens, right, since you can't play the system that you bought, that you spent hundreds of dollars for, come back to the store, return it so you can get that cable. Don't just keep it. Say, oh, shit, they forgot the cable. Guess I just got to go buy one and then bitch about it years later. (laughs) Like, there's no point in it now. You had your time to bitch about it. That year's too late. Year's too late, sir. So, I told him, I said, unfortunately, you know, I told him exactly that, you know, you had 30 days from the original purchase to come back, you know, make a return. If you did not do so within that time frame, then unfortunately, there's nothing further we can do about that situation. But as far as right now, right, These are the components I would need to successfully trade in this system. Without all of these components, I cannot take it. Not as defective, not as working, not at all, right? Like I need to be able to test it. I need to be able to resell it to somebody else and they need to be able to play it out of the box, right? And I said, you can understand that, especially from the situation you just told me about, right? Just tried to be as as empathetic as possible. And this dude flipped shit. He was like, you know what? Like, you're a clown ass N-word. And he starts throwing all these racial slurs. And he was like a cool dude at first. (laughs) I was like, damn. So, you know, I'm I'm not new to, to that word or those slurs, man. Like, a river separated my hometown from Alabama. So, and I lived there for most of my life. So the absolute worst that I could possibly hear, I've heard since I was young. You know what I mean? Like, I am no stranger to racism. So, of course, that shit don't get to me. It's just kind of funny. Like, you got to come with something that's original, bro. Like, I, I've heard some, some shit, <laughs> you know? So, uh, <laughs> you know, he's just going off. And at first, I was like, you know... I let it go on. I was like, you know what, sir, I'm gonna have to ask you to leave the premises. And if you don't, I will have to call the local authorities and they will escort you off the premises. I do have working cameras, yada, yada, yada. One part I forgot to tell you, I had a storm the night before, right? But um, I tell him that and he's still just talking shit by the door. He's like, oh, you're you're a pussy, you're this, you're that. Like he kind of seemed like... (laughs) Like a, like a, I don't know, he kind of reminds me of like a little homogulous, you know what I mean? Just like, just all teeth and hair, one little bug-ass eyeball, just hopping around. Mm, you're a bitch. <laughs> you feel me? I'm weird. <laughs> but, you know, he was doing that, and at first I was like, you know what, I have other people in line, you know, I apologize about the situation, here's your Xbox back, you know, have a wonderful day. And at that time, I already had my coworker uh, with me. He was uh, dialing the police. Now, this kid, not only was he, like, part-time, but he was seasonal, right? He was never really there. 
and had never been in a fight once in his life. Not one good time. He said not even an argument. He just kind of rolls over. And I was like, damn, dude. Like, But this dude wanted no smoke with anyone. So all he was doing was he was on that phone and pressing record. You know, so I knew I had no assistance. You know what I mean? Like, it's just me out here. And that's fine. <laughs> like, that's fine. You know, just keep recording. Keep that camera on me. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, uh... To make a long story short, this guy, uh, you know, I wound up trying to help out another uh, customer. I was there. It was this pregnant lady. And this jackass goes over whenever I'm, you know, they're like, oh, I'm sorry, ma'am. How can I assist you? Literally pushes her aside. He said, move, bitch. And then just kept talking shit to me. And I was like, nah, bro. So now, now it's different. Like, now it's mad different. So he's like, oh, you know, if you want you want to fight me better go outside yada 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 and i was at first i was like if i go outside it's gonna be like the dumbest thing that i could possibly fucking do like it's the one thing they tell you not to do in training you know but i was like damn it man like you already called the police you know dude don't have my back and he's pushing pregnant lady it's like yeah i'll go outside like he could beat up on me but he ain't about to beat up on this lady you know what i mean so i was like you know fuck it I'm out there. I took the name back off. I was like, well, I'm about to whoop you in. So, <laughs> he uh, goes to his car, you know, puts his Xbox away. I'm not going to lie. I'm the type of person to where if I'm going to fight, I'm going to have to fight for my life. So, of course, <laughs> I had my knife pulled. <laughs> like, I have it, like, noticeable, but it was, it was on my arm one good time because, you know, I don't fuck around. Like, I'll, I'll throw the... Duke's one good time, but shit, Dr. Dre's brother died in a street fight and shit. Like, that's what I remember going into this. Like, motherfuckers aren't fighting fair like me. (laughs) Gotta keep that in mind, you know? You're ready to stab an Achilles heel or something. But, uh, (laughs) dude, he winds up coming back. And he's like, he's like, oh, you gonna gonna stab me, bitch? (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) I couldn't stop laughing. Even now, I couldn't stop laughing. And I was like, yo, I'm telling you now. You know what I'm saying? Like, just leave, bro. Just leave. The police are already on the way. So if you put your hands on me, I can guarantee that I'm going to stab you in your diaphragm. You know what I mean? Just walk away. Just walk away. And this dude, I swear to God, he he told me he was going to knock me out and... (laughs) have relations to my booty when I was asleep. (laughs) So I knew I was fighting for my life. (laughs) But I can't lose. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) But, uh, (laughs) make a long story short, man, that guy, uh, he he didn't do shit. He he didn't put his hands on me or anything. He actually freaked out whenever the police pulled up. Everybody was on my side about the whole thing. And, um, you know, before he even dipped, he winds up, like, kicking over a bunch of GameStop shit. Like, even whenever I was trying to help out that one particular customer, he grabbed my monitor from my, uh, my what you call it, you know, from my register, and he tried to throw it at me. Of course, it's like, you know, got a bunch of wires and stuff on it, so it was tethered, so boom, you know, that goes nowhere. He tried to do the same thing to my scan gun, same thing to my card reader, all of them tethered and stuff, so they went nowhere. 
But he was like, yeah, you know, just feeling like he was a big man. And I was like, honestly, bro, this just means that I'm going home early today. So I'm I'm cool. You destroy as much as you want. Like, none of this is coming out of my check. Like, this is, this is a GameStop ticket, buddy. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, yeah, yeah, that dude. And then the funny thing about this whole situation, which I'm so, like, lenient on it, is <laughs> the fact that, uh... There is not one record of anything that went down that day because we had a storm the night before and the storm had knocked out the power. And whenever everything rebooted, the things that didn't reboot were the cameras. So not one camera caught anything that happened. Nothing. You know, like all it caught was dude coming in, me going outside with dude, and then police coming in. That's it. <laughs> I was like, oh, so it's all just speculation from here, eh? All right. But, of course, all the police, they were like, they were like oh, uh, we could do a, you know, a criminal, uh, what was it, criminal trespass or something like that. To basically where, like, a dude came back, then they were going to arrest him. And I was like, who the hell is going to come back after that? You know what I mean? He called me all sorts of N-words and kicked some shit over, pushed a pregnant lady and then threatened to do stuff to my butt and dipped. <laughs> like, yeah, I wouldn't go back there either. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and my man, if you out there listening to me today, bro, you file for that. <laughs> like, who says that in the fight? That was the most intimidating thing that I was ever told, like, before a fight. That shit had me scared, bro. And I'm not, I always say I'm not scared of anything. Like, I'm this rough, tough dude. But it's like, if I know if I'm you know, fighting for myself, fighting for anything that I believe in, and yeah, I'm gonna do everything in my power to win, you know what I mean, but once you put, you know what I'm saying, booty holes on the table, that's when it's different, <laughs> like, that's when it's like, bro, I, I cannot lose, like, you said you're gonna do what, like, <laughs> uh, man, there was a serial pooper, this lady just came in one day, and she was like, you know, you have a bathroom. I was like, I'm sorry, ma'am. You know, not for the public, you know, but there's one next door. And she's like, I'm okay. Okay. You know, homeless chick. You know, we always had a bunch of homeless people nearby. And I swear to God, she in tights and all. Swear to God, she cops the squad right outside the door in front of the building and starts pooping. And I was like, damn. What? <laughs> Why? <laughs> And literally, like, the security was called, and she hit a couple of establishments like that. Just kept going around, pooping in front of people's stuff. And then by the time the police called her, she already hit so many businesses, it had us all wondering. Did she just poop on command? Did she have to go and just kind of did her business at different establishments? Why would you decide to do that? You know what I mean? Like, who's got the time to do that? But, you know, people. <laughs> fucking people fucking people yeah excuse me for oversharing it's just there are so much so many different things that had happened at GameStop and it was just insane bro. Like, you guys would not believe the fucking stories like it, it gets crazy man it gets crazy but to, to get back in everything else man um, I would say that uh, of course, to reiterate, if you're going to buy a console or a, uh, a video game 
their controller, pretty much any electronics that have either pretty much like a warranty attached to them. Um, if you're going to get the warranty, make sure that you're paying full price for it. I know that sounds crazy, uh, but as long as you're paying full price, you won't have a difference to pay later on whenever you have to redeem it. Because essentially how that works is uh, say that you buy like a PS5. Well, that PS5 whenever it's getting rung up through the system not only is the SKU, which is the product number for that particular, you know, uh, item getting scanned, which is pretty much like a thumbprint for that item, but also, well, I don't even want to say a thumbprint. It's pretty, it's almost like saying like, like the human race, you know what I mean? Versus like the serial number, which I would say is more or less like a thumbprint, but that's just me being a little too spacey right now, but <laughs> The serial number is also recorded in the system as well, so that way whenever you go and you try to redeem your warranty, we have to match systems just to make sure that, you know, you're servicing the one that was uh, initially bought from GameStop, just not some random one that you're bringing us, right? And so, it's the same exact thing whenever you're going back to redeem it, right? So, basically, uh, it gets scanned back through the system. And once it gets scanned back through, you know, it scans the serial number, excuse me, uh, the system can detect if the serial number matches or not. And uh, if the serial number matches, then pretty much it's, it gives you whatever amount that you paid and it'll ask for the receipt details and everything. Whatever amount that you paid, that's how much it's going to give back to you. And then you get the same system because that's essentially what you're doing. You get the exact same system. At that point, the old warranty is already used. You have to purchase a new warranty for the new system. No, the, you can't use one warranty on both systems. I don't know why people think you could do that. That's dumb as hell. But buy a new warranty for the new system. Um, if you don't decide to do that, then usually it's an even exchange unless you bought it while it was on sale. If not, then you have to pay the difference. You know, and there's... I don't want to say there's no way to bypass that. It really just depends on the store leader, right? Because the store leader themselves, and I'm saying this in personal experience, we do have the power to be able to give the full credit there. We just have to explain to the district manager why exactly we gave full credit whenever, you know, you only paid this. Uh, so, and I mean, for me, it's not really like a, a big conversation. Like I've done that a couple of times. And I don't know, they didn't make it seem like it was big. So, like... <laughs> Yeah, I'm good. But, um, yeah, it was just something to keep in mind. You know what I mean? Uh, and b besides that, I would say that, uh, of course, whenever it comes to, to action figures and stuff like that, you're definitely good to purchase those things there. Uh, whenever it comes to downloadable content, I would purchase that through whatever system, like digitally, you know, that you're playing on. And I say that because I've seen so many different mishaps with those cards. Like, once you buy them, and I'm not sure how it is with like Walmart or any other vendor. I just know that once you buy them from GameStop in particular, it doesn't matter if it's online, it doesn't matter if it's in store. Once you buy it, all sales are final. Right? So if you bought it, you didn't scratch it, you go home, you're about to load up this $100 gift card, and that shit says it doesn't work, don't come back to GameStop. We can't refund you. And I, I've had to do that before. I've had to tell somebody, like, there's nothing I can do for you. Like, I'm sorry. You know what I mean? Like, oh, so I, I just lost $100, and there's nothing you're going to do for me. Exactly that, yes. <laughs> Is there anything else I can do for you, though? <laughs> you know? Like, 
<laughs> uh, GameStop. But it was like that all around. You know what I mean? Or uh, if you do it through customer service, uh, we did have this thing to where you can make a one-time exception to where, you know, we look through your previous online orders. We see that if you've ever been refunded for a situation that is akin to that, if so, then, you know, can't help you. If not, then, yeah, like, you know, be able to, to you know, help you out this one good time. But outside of this particular time, no more. No more. You know? And there was one time I had to actually do that with the guy that uh, he made the mistake of accidentally buying two $100 PSN cards because he placed the order for the first one, never received the confirmation, so he thought it didn't go through, so he placed it in again. And then tried to call and ask for a refund. He already had been refunded before. You know, since it was like a, a special situation, since it was like a, a system glitch and he was able to provide the information because he legitimately didn't have the emails, um, we were able to assist him to some degree, at least refunding one of them. Uh, but for the most part, like, you know, GameStop doesn't do that anymore. And slowly but surely, like, we're kind of tipping over from the store side to the customer service side. I'm trying to think of anything else on the store side that I kind of wanted to bring up. But I want to say that pretty much uh, wraps it all up. I would say that GameStop always does have sales every single week. So don't ever think that you're missing out on something. Um, There are some items that you will never see again, honestly. Like these limited runs. Sometimes they'll tell you that. Sometimes they won't. You know, like you'll just be getting like hella figures, you know, from say DBZ, you got all these Goku figures, you know, going Ultra Instinct and all of a sudden one day, boom, you only got like two or three of them left and they're not sending you anymore. It's just kind of things like that, you know, and you don't know what's really, I don't want to say you don't know what's going to come in your box until you receive it. We have a way of looking into the system to see what exactly is going to come in the mail, but for the most part, there's no reason to really do that unless we're looking for certain pre-orders and stuff to be in there. Sometimes the shit's late. Uh, but I would say as far as, um, I would say for the most part, that would kind of wrap up the store side. Um, so I would say don't buy any DLC from them on store or in store or online. Um, most things that are safe to, I don't want to say safe to purchase, but I would say those would go down to the uh, apparel action figures and, uh, some electronic items, um, mainly the ones that are under $30. Um, any ones that are outside of that, you're kind of taking a little bit of a gamble. Um, depending on the particular brand and everything, sometimes these items tend to work, sometimes not. Um, I'm bringing this up because, um, no, usually if it's out of the box effective, yes, you can return it within 30 days. That's no problem. Um, but say if something's like feels cheaply made or something, you happen to break it on your own, even if you were light with it, there's nothing I can do for it. Okay, how much you spent on that? But <laughs> I also want to explain something before we even go on to the store side. And this is the last thing because I want to say this about rounds it up. Um, I wanted to discuss the whole trade thing, like the pre-owned side of things. And for some reason, this is what customers have a hard time grasping. And I think it's because GameStop isn't transparent about what they mean by pre-owned. So, it's pre-owned over used. Keep that in mind. 
So, if you buy a new game, like this, even if the cellophane wrapper or the plastic wrapper is still on it or not, no one has owned that game prior to you purchasing it. So that's why it's pre-owned over used. Right? Small thing, but that's what they're going to hold you to. You'll see how powerful that is in a second here. So, with pre-owned, right, you got to say that you purchase a pre-owned game. You got usually like seven days to come back and get your money back, right? And outside of those seven days, you're pretty much like shit out of luck, you know, unless it was out of the box defective, you know? But with new, as soon as you purchase it, it's a wrap. Like, it's a wrap. It doesn't matter if the game was trash or anything like that. If it was out of the box defective, that's one thing. But if you bought it new, and this is why Cyberpunk was such a a huge letdown for GameStop as well, because it's like technically it wasn't out of the box defective. The game just happened to be broken, and that's no part on us. That's on CD Projekt Red. So for the longest time, there were like no refunds. Until eventually, you know, it was such a huge thing that they were like, okay, screw it. We could do refunds if you purchase the game within this time frame. But if you purchase that game new, as soon as you purchased it, at that point, boom, it's pre-owned. So if you come back, you're like, ah, I just didn't like the game. It's like, oh, well, I don't care if you spent 60 bucks on it. Now you have to trade it back in because you owned it, right? Like no one owned it prior to you. So even if the Silphane wrapper's on it, and they're like, oh, that's not new. The wrapper's not on it. Well, that's not what they're going off of. They're going off of ownership. Like, no one owned this. Even if I took the wrapper off of it, it's still new because no one owned this. Right? I, I, I agree with most customers. Like, yeah, it doesn't feel new. Like, someone took the wrapper off, but at the same time, they're right. Like, no one's owned it. As far as you know. And I say that because some stores will actually let you... If you work there, they'll let you rent. This It's supposed to be just the pre-owned games, but sometimes they'll let you do like the new games too. So you think you're the first person to play this because we're selling it at new, but realistically, I could have just brought it back from home like last night. You know what I'm saying? After just beating the shit out of it, you know what I mean? And <laughs> just cleaning the, the cat hair or whatever off of it and then throw it back up there and sell it as new. You know what I mean? And you will never know. It just depends on the store leader. You know what I mean? So, and it's not like a lot of these people are going to be sticklers for the rules either because, you know, with GameStop kind of screwing them over in all these different kinds of ways, and there's so many different ways I can't even possibly name them right now unless you guys are willing to listen to me for about, like, two hours. And I'm not even capping. I've done this before. It lasted two hours. <laughs> I've done it on uh, the Wisdom app. Uh, but, um, you know, so something to look out for, you know, like, um, so you more or less, like if you're, if you want a game, what I suggest doing is firstly, if you have either game pass or like, uh, the, the shit that PlayStation has now, I forgot whatever it was called. Honestly, I hardly ever hop on my PS5 now. Like, I do it for some games, but for the most part, I'm just like, yeah, I'm going to just stream, you know? And I feel like it's too much of a beast just to have on for streaming. So I'm like, I'm going to just go over my Series X real quick and just stream whatever on that one. But, (laughs) um, 
what I do is you try the game out on, you know, whatever game pass or whatever service that you have. If you tend to like it, then okay, go ahead and buy it new. If you don't have game pass, then I suggest buying it pre-owned, playing it for the duration of the seven days, coming back before the seventh date to return the game and to buy the new one straight out. It really just depends on how urgent you want this game. Like, I remember when Ghost of Tsushima was coming out, I really wanted the collector's edition. I only knew certain things about the game, but I knew enough to want the collector's edition just because I love just Japanese culture in, in general. You know what I mean? So, um, at, at that particular time, I actually waited on it, got the game pre owned. <laughs> And I already had a pre-order for it, so I knew it was going to be held, you know, for like a couple days. But then by the time that I even decided, okay, I want the collector's edition, the shit was already gone. You know, so there's certain things that, like, yeah, you know, like, I'm never going to see that again. I might as well, you know, pull the trigger on it. But it really just depends. So uh, that's what I want to discuss as far as, like, the, the store side and everything. So, yeah, um, that's how I would navigate through the, the new and the pre-owned world. It's a very finicky one, but they will get you either side for it. And if you are going to purchase any systems pre-owned or anything, um, well, mainly pre-owned, make sure that you examine the systems thoroughly before you take them in. Uh, usually, you know, GameStop does checks for any types of infestations or anything like that, but mishaps do happen. Um, you know, not everyone is very compliant whenever it comes to the rules, so just make sure that you're dotting your P's and your Q's. You know, I just wanted to let you guys know that, at least for the store side, whenever you shop in, so that way you shop just a little bit safer. So, even though we're 40 minutes in now, and I apologize about the <laughs> tangents and everything, I'll try to make the customer service side uh, a lot more uh, smooth, a lot more simple. So, with customer service, they didn't know much of, well, honestly, they didn't know anything as far as the store side. So literally like the first month of me being there, they were like, oh, we're promoting you to mentor and we want you to be manager and stuff because I knew what was going on in the stores and how to navigate certain situations. Like to the point to where I could even tell you on the phone how to do a return without seeing the screen. <laughs> you know, like, like I've done this too much. Like I know that system like the back of my hand, you know what I mean? Uh, but there's always, you know, changes and stuff. So that's the dangerous thing about GameStop. Like, they always change their company policies to benefit them, you know. But, um, you know, to get past, you know, the, the wild stories and stuff through there. Well, some of them, because some of them you guys need to know. Um, first things first, do not buy electronics through GameStop. If And when I say electronics, I'm not talking like a PS5 or anything. Uh, depending on the circumstances, uh, I would I would definitely say get the warranties. Like you're already gonna have the Sony or the manufacturer warranty, but also get the warranty with GameStop. It's actually pretty good. But um, what do you call it? And I, I guess I could tell you guys how that works. I'm not sure if I told you about that in the last video. Uh, but no, I guess I could just knock it out really quick. Yeah, let me knock it out while that's still fresh on the brain, because honestly, I'm gonna forget. So basically, um, whenever you get the warranty, like I said, it's an even swap for the exact same item. And usually, depending on the circumstances, if it's a high-end item, it could take about up to two weeks for them to ship it out to the store. Uh, by the time that it comes in, they usually call you to let you know that that particular item is in for the swap out. So that way you can continue doing it. You got the item that day and then boom, you're on your way. 
Uh, but uh, as far as the customer service, do not buy electronics like iPhones and shit. Like, don't buy a pre-owned iPhone for a thousand bucks through GameStop. I can promise you that even if you do get it, you're going to have problems. <laughs> like, there's a very small percentage of customers that buy cellular items or wearables from GameStop and actually get it in a great condition or the condition that was specified online. And let me tell you exactly why that happens. So people will come in to the store and they will trade in uh, some of their valuables. Like, um, I think they stopped taking wearables, I believe. Uh, but, um, no, actually they didn't. They didn't. There's pawn shops that stopped taking wearables. Uh, so they, they take wearables, they take uh, cell phones and stuff like that, right? And, of course, they'll give you, like, cash or credit for it. Now, there is a machine that they'll use that basically can look or analyze the IMEI and see if it's been blacklisted or anything like that. If it has, of course, it gets rejected. And most times, you know, if it's blacklisted, then it automatically flags that person's account. Like, you're not going to be able to go back there and trade shit. You know, like, jack shit. It doesn't matter what you tell me. Like, oh, my uncle gave me that phone. Uh, like, it, it doesn't matter. It does not matter. Like, honestly, at that point, um, the system already did what the system wanted to do. You know, and there's no reversing it. You could call customer service. You could bitch and moan about it. Most times, they're not even going to reach back to you about it, honestly. They're just not. Like, that, that is GameStop. Like, w- in customer service, we were literally their front lines. And anytime that we escalated something to them, it was almost like they could deliver the bad news to the customer, but they couldn't actually like communicate with them and give them ex- you know explicit details and stuff of why you know this is going down. And I say that because uh, there have been situations to where like I remember this one lady. Uh, for her daughter's birthday, she ordered like a, what was it? It was like an iPhone 12 right online. And at the time with the orders, we were able to do uh, pretty much refund anything that was $150 or less. Eventually that got changed to $25 or less, which was insane. Right. But I'll, I'll let you guys know about that as well. But $150 less, right? So, of course, you know, what I found, you know, was $150. So, <laughs> I couldn't do too much about it. I had to escalate it. And, of course, with the escalations team, they can literally take however long they feel like. Like, they always would tell us in customer service, because we were like a third-party representative through GameStop, so we had a contract with them. Now, I was laid off maybe six to eight months uh, after, you know, being employed with them because GameStop couldn't afford to pay for their contract uh, because they've been operating in the red for so long that, you know, they literally let go. Like in my facility alone, it was like, I think, 300 employees. You know what I mean? And it was like, if you got chosen to go on to the next campaign, which was like some bank or something, then that was one thing. But if not, and a lot of people was just kind of like clean slate, you know, it was just a wrap from there, you know? And, um, there were, there was a lot to learn, you know, at that particular place. So of course with the electronics, like, yeah, that lady, I wasn't able to refund her at all. Like, GameStop actually, she, I remember she called back. GameStop actually reached out to her, told her that FedEx said that they delivered it. 
you know, and she didn't receive it. She never received it. They said FedEx said she or they delivered it, and they provided the information stating that they delivered it. And because they were able to do so, it didn't matter what the customer said. It didn't matter if she had a ring doorbell that had the recording of the timestamp that they had provided and everything showing that no one ever, you know, uh, delivered this package. None of that matters. FedEx has their documentation. Therefore, we could bypass the customer and be like, okay, since you delivered it, we're not refunding them. And that would happen every single day. Like, it was a very, very daunting job because you knew every single day there was at least one person that was going to yell at you. And, you know, most times it's like, you know, that's whatever. Imagine getting up nine o'clock in the morning and the first phone call you get is someone bitching at you because they ain't get a fucking Fortnite card. You feel me? Like, and then you have to keep yourself all good and restrained <laughs> and, uh, and, and help them. You know, for the most part, for me, I, I, I was always, and I'm always been the type of person to where I will respect you if you respect me. The moment you disrespect me, I can hang up this phone right here, right now, and let the next representative handle this shit whenever they pick up the phone. Or we could talk respectfully, you know, and um, we can go ahead and you know, continue with this, this transaction, I can help you out, and usually from there, that's when people are a little understanding and everything, so, um, like I said, there were a lot of situations where a lot of people were kind of shit out of luck, and it was just mainly because the, the company policies and everything, they just weren't very transparent, and, um, especially whenever it came down to downloadable content, whenever it came to electronics, um, there were a lot of situations to where, just like I told you, like the, the buy online, the pickup in store, that's one thing that's a little safer because at least you can buy online and pick it up like usually within a week. And if you don't pick it up within a week, it cancels out. If you get it, um, what you call it, uh, shipped to your home through DoorDash, uh, that's where you have, you know, your issues and everything. Like I said, you guys want to avoid doing that. Um, it's, whew, <laughs> You're going to have some problems because there's going to be somebody that wants that exact same game and thinks, oh, I could just get it for free, like screw DoorDash, you know. Um, but uh, you guys are definitely going to want to make sure you're a little weary of that because there's not too much that customer service can help you out with. And honestly, since um, GameStop wound up laying us off, uh, which was, I want to say, uh, late last year, um, they never really discussed what their next steps were as far as you know, customer service or anything goes, all we know is that it's not us, <laughs> you know, so I, I, we, I'm not really sure if, um, you know, they decided to kind of take customer service into their own hands in, in, or anything, and I think that they needed to, um, just because the fact that they would, like I said, they would always put, like, stomp their foot down on the situation, give very vague details, and then we're the ones that get the pissed off customer. You know what I mean? That's just like, what the hell is going on? You know, why am I not getting refunded my $1,000? I did not receive, you know, my package. I gave you guys the proof. You know, and there's a lot of situations that are like that. So honestly, if you're going to order online, I would not do it through GameStop. Just don't. Um, 
I can discuss this a little bit further in a potential part three, just because I didn't realize how long I've been talking here and I have other things to do. But <laughs> uh, I appreciate you guys for listening this long. Um, I know I kind of went on a couple of tangents there, but honestly, I just have some wild and funny stories. Um, I don't really want to censor it for anyone just because it's my life experience, you know what I mean? And I'm as transparent as I can possibly be, so... You know, I I let you guys know these experiences that way. You know, I learned from them. You guys can learn from them, laugh from them. I laugh at this shit all the time because it's funny. You know what I mean? You have to be able to laugh at yourself and what could have been a painful experience. Like I could have been one of those people that whipped out my phone and was like, oh, you're racist, you know, or whatever. But nah, bro, like it's whatever. You know, that's life. You can't really control how everybody is feeling, you know, or what they think. You know, all you can really do is set an example for the, you know, people that are around you right now, for for the children and everything, so that way they learn better. You know what I mean? And and that's what I essentially do. I'm an open book, you know what I mean? And I just try to do the best I can to be the best I can, you know? But that's enough about me. Uh, We'll maybe (laughs) talk about me a bit more someday. Who knows? If you guys haven't already checked out uh, our linker, check out uh, linker, L-I-N-K-R, dot bio forward slash Freeriders Dungeon. Uh, If you go there, you'll be able to see all the different stuff that we have going on currently as far as the events and everything, how to get started with them. And of course, you'll be able to figure out how you can become, excuse me, a subscriber uh, to the tribesmen tier to start saving money when it comes to our online store and when it comes to this potential comic. Now, speaking of comic books, also make sure that you check out freeridersdungeon.blog because as of right now, you can vote on the fate of my first comic book, Beware the Man Mongrel. Now, it's mainly just because we're deciding to go into a new artistic direction where I'm doing everything completely hand-drawn instead of using AI, just for ethical purposes and traditional purposes, you know. But, um, I just realized the other day, whenever I was actually about to make the announcement of canceling the series, that the the original run had already received over 2,000 readers. And that's just amazing, like... Because of you guys and your support, I was able to achieve that. And I appreciate every single stream, every single one of you guys. You know, because like I always say, like you could be doing anything else in the world and you decided to come by and listen to my discussions and everything like that. So I appreciate you guys. I, I really do. You mean the world to me. So make sure that you check out freeridersdungeon.blog to cast your vote. Um, I want to say it should be like maybe 16 days or so uh, before the the timer is up and we make another announcement. But uh, we also have the upcoming John Swayze interview. So you want to make sure that you check out freeridersdungeon.blog to figure out how you can be a part of that interview as well, just like how you can be a part of our comic book experience. So I appreciate you guys. Uh, Like I said, thank you again. Um, I hope that you have a wonderful day. Never stop creating. And just be safe, tribe. Honestly.